whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here. And you see just a little bit of my face right now and just a little bit of this old room. You don't wanna see the rest of it. It is like Christmas blew up in here. <laughs> I have paper everywhere, gifts everywhere. It's organized in my mind, but you'd see it and you'd see a hot mess. Um, yeah, I can get a little bit sentimental over Christmas. Um, I can get a little bit sentimental over everything. I've been known to, at one point, you know, when I was pregnant, I saw a movie about a bunch of fishermen dying called The Perfect Storm, and I wept for like 20 minutes afterwards because my husband likes to fish. And I'm like, I don't want you to die. And same, I just, I get very cheesy. They Cheesy, uh, I don't know how that, that translates to other cultures who might be watching this, but cheesy is kind of like sentimental. Sappy, that's another um, phrase, but you get really sentimental about things, basically. And um, kind of gushy ways. Cheesy, it's just cheesy. I don't know if it translates. Um, obviously, I don't mean the regular cheese. It almost pains me to talk about cheese because I'm finding, discovering, I believe, that I'm lactose intolerant, which makes me sad because two of my favorite things are ice cream and cheese. So <laughs> so I guess the only way to get cheese now is not to eat cheese, but to symbolically be cheesy and sappy and sentimental and kind of weepy about little things and and my cheesiness over Christmas. I keep, like, I think I've kept every ornament that my daughter has ever made. And now she's a grown-up, so she doesn't make ornaments. I even kept silly ornaments that my son-in-law made when he was, like, 16 or 17 years old just to be silly and I mean we're talking about like one of the ornaments I have is a peanut butter lid that has little beads like glued into it because my daughter did that at one point I have a paper plate wreath it's basically a hole cut in the middle and green all over it and then a picture of my daughter in the church nursery when she was an infant <laughs> I, I just they're really they're beautiful in my mind, but to look at them, these are not any kind of ornaments that have net worth in anybody's mind. They wouldn't even last to be artifacts, but they're priceless to me. I wanted to keep them, but this year I asked my daughter to be the, basically the queen of Christmas decorations. Even though she doesn't live here, she came over and we started decorating the tree. We got rid of the tree that I love, which was this short little white tree that everybody else in my house just despised and I loved it but it was getting very old and discolored so we got a regular green tree and we have like she's like a couple of ornaments but we do not have the cheesy big we, we did not put any paper plates on our or uh any of the no peanut butter lids or anything around that tree and I'm like well I gotta hang them somewhere because these are like my memories of when my daughter was young and growing up and it 
it, it's not the pictures themselves. That's where the cheese comes in. It's sentimental where something of very, sometimes something of very little physical value, or it doesn't even look good. It reminds you of something else, so you hold on to it. And um, you just think about, oh, that makes my heart warm. So my husband designated a wall. It's almost a hidden wall. And he said, this is going to be the cheese wall. <laughs> so of every place else that we decorate, this one wall I get to put up all of the old green paper plates and peanut butter lids and a couple other things that are, you know, paper ornaments that are in not great condition, but I want to keep them forever, even if they're half torn. Um, and it's the wall that kind of allows for my sentimentality and memories. <laughs> And that's probably going to be my favorite wall, even though everything else is going to look much nicer at this Christmas. I'm, um, it's only going to take a second. I'm just going to tape up all of these memories on my Christmas cheese wall. <laughs> that, that's who I am, people. It's, it's who I am. Don't judge me. I bet some of you are like that. I bet some of you have those things you hold on to. And other people are like, why are you holding on to that? That is ugly. I made that when I was three and a half years old and you know and it's, it's just the way I am we're gonna hold on to it forever because she's never I'm never gonna have a four-year-old daughter that makes silly stuff anymore I might have a, I'll have a four-year-old granddaughter in a few years and then I'll the cheese wall will grow but um it, it just reminds me of you know that thing in us that we want to memories are so special you know sometimes that's why pictures they're very little worth almost no pictures are worth a lot of money. You know, you wouldn't pay for a lot of pictures, but they, they're priceless and that it reminds you of things. It reminds you of people. It reminds you of times. And um, hopefully, this Christmas season, in the midst of everything else we do, in the midst of all the materialism and the buying, and that's not always bad to buy people things, but hopefully, we have this picture. You know, they have, they have the manger scene, you have pictures of Jesus, and hopefully what that does is Hopefully it's more than a cheese wall, you know. <laughs> um, hopefully what we're doing is we're creating snapshots, uh, not just of Christmas's past and our time together as family. That's gifts. But there's this gift of God's goodness, this gift of God's grace. And, uh, you know, there's been times in church histories where they, they called it the iconoclastic controversy where there was fights between the Eastern Church and the Western Church, part of why the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church um, split, because they were saying, you can't even look at a picture, because that becomes an idol. Then you're worshipping the picture, you're not picturing worshipping God. So you can't even look at a picture of God. And we have some, you know, there's been conversations even about things like Christmas trees, because Christmas tree does have a pagan root itself or easter eggs pagan root there are things about how far do you go with that and is it really idolatry are we are we bowing down to nature and i i would say that has to do with you i'm definitely not bowing down to a paper plate wreath when i celebrate it so i do think we need to be careful that when we have these physical things that we're not worshiping the things themselves that even goes to christmas gifts guys you know uh but and that i'm not you know, if the wreath went away, I would be able to survive. You know, I, I like it. But that said, sometimes we have these things that remind us. They're like snapshots that remind us of good things, that remind us, you know, of my daughter's goodness, of good memories. And um, 
whether it's a physical thing or a memory or a picture, I don't, I don't think that's bad. We have, hopefully we, we're taking snapshots in our brain of God's grace, of remembering the goodness of God. That's, that's been a theme even, you know, Thanksgiving season's over, but through Thanksgiving, this idea where if we're focusing on God's goodness, if we're really focusing full time on how good God is and how do I remember that and how do I live by it and how do I live in gratitude to it, there's very little room for that other stuff that gets in our way. As soon as we forget the gratitude, as soon as we forget the goodness, as soon as we stop um, focusing on that wall of remembrance, we won't call it the cheese wall for God's goodness. We'll do that just for my daughter's goodness. But um, if, we, if we stop doing that, that's when the other stuff comes in. Um, that's a, It said the other day, if you don't know God or if you're in a hard place, Start with worship, um, because in, in worship we're remembering how good God is. We're remembering God's grace, and uh, it's kind of a Thanksgiving passage, but it's okay. The Bible's good for every day. So I'm going to read Psalm 103, uh, New Revised Standard Version. It says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul; all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget His benefits. Do not make. Do we have snapshots in our brain that help us remember these great memories?" Um, of who God is, of what God's done, do not forget. That is a huge theme in Scripture. Do not forget. That's Psalm 103, 2. Bless the Lord, on my soul. How do we bless Him? Actually, when we're remembering, we're blessing Him. When we're remembering, we want to bless Him. Just that, just that, uh, that act of saying, God, you're good, that act of worship is a blessing to Him. And I'm not just talking about singing well. I'm just thinking about raising our hands. I'm talking about, you know, God sees the attitude of our heart. Wow, God, I remember you're good. Um, but that do not forget, you know, the whole the whole book of Deuteronomy can be summed up in one word, remember. In the book of Deuteronomy, the Israelites, uh, through Abraham, they came to the promised land. We're talking about hundreds of years here in a nutshell. They came to the promised land. Abraham has established a land that God would promise to him that his descendants would own and flourish in. In the process, there was a famine. They went down to Egypt over 400 years later. They're slaves. So instead of owning their own land and being masters of this great land flowing with milk and honey, they're slaves. But they were um, delivered from slavery from God. But because of their disobedience, they wandered around in the desert for 40 years. Not because God isn't good, but because sometimes people do stupid things that keep us from God's goodness. The goodness is right there. They just literally walk the other direction. Um, they let their fear keep them from taking these amazing gifts and... So, and forgetting God's goodness in that place, fear took over. They allowed fear to take over and keep them from their inheritance. So, they're wandering around the desert. And Moses, even because of something, a mistake he made, he wasn't allowed to enter the promised land. He was allowed to see it. So, they're kind of sitting here on the edge of the promised land, right close to the Jordan. And um, Moses is saying, remember. Over and over and over again. Remember God's goodness. Remember what he's done for you. Remember all these things. And uh, in Deuteronomy 6, it says, when you go into a land that you did not create, don't forget the Lord your God. I'm actually going to look that up because I love I love this. I didn't mean to go there. Um, but Deuteronomy. I can't spell Deuteronomy today. I'm so sorry. Uh, Deuteronomy 6. I love this. Deuteronomy 6, 10. When the Lord your God has brought you into the land that he swore to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you a land with fine large cities you did not build, 
Houses filled with all sorts of good things that you did not fill. Hewn cisterns that you did not hew. That's wells, by the way. Vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Lots of good stuff, right? And when you've eaten your fill, take care that you do not forget. So that's, again, Psalm 103, 2 says, do not forget. Deuteronomy 6, uh, what are the 12? Do not forget. Take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. The Lord your God you shall fear. Him you shall serve, and by his name alone you shall swear. This is a huge thing, remembering. Um, this is a huge thing that God's done. Sometimes we get, it's so crazy. Sometimes we forget God when we're going through hard times. But equally, we often forget God when we go through easy times. Because we get to the point where we're like, look at what I've done. In this case, in the desert they forgot God because they were afraid. In Egypt, they forgot God because they were oppressed. And the promised land, guess what? As much as Moses set this whole, whole last, it was a huge address of the people like this entire book of Deuteronomy is let's rehearse what God's done let's rehearse what God's taught us let's rehearse where he's brought us from and let's never stop rehearsing uh, when your children ask you in times to come what is the meaning of the decrees and statutes and ordinances you shall then say to your children we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt but the Lord brought us out of the Egypt with a mighty hand and then it says in verse 25, if we diligently observe this entire commandment before the Lord our God as he commanded us, we will be in the right. So he keeps saying, remember this thing. Remember, remember, remember God's goodness. Remember God's word. Remember God's instructions because they're for your good. But when they were in Egypt, they forgot. They were oppressed. When they were in the desert, they forgot. They were afraid. When they got to Israel, what became Israel over and over again, they forgot. They got comfortable. They were complacent. It's so funny how the cause of so much of our sin is just forgetfulness. And then the cause of so much of our redemption is remembrance. The remembrance of God's grace, the leaning into God's grace. That's my challenge today for all of us. I'll tell you what, it's stabbing my own heart right now in a good way because I have been having a hard time lately sleeping. Um... We have some good things coming up. We have some stressors financially, emotionally, otherwise coming up um, in here. And, and I'm, I'm really, really, I've been having a hard time sleeping because I, I can't shut my brain down. I'm just having a so, so hard of a time not focusing on these things. Not all bad things, but all deterrence, you know. Some of it goodness, some of it maybe even complacency, <laughs> some of it fear, some of it anxiety, and... As I say this, I'm kind of giving myself the own, my own antidote. Let's remember. Let's set up that wall. We don't have to really set up that wall. Unless it helps. You have a prayer room. You have a wall. Sometimes something like just like a cross. We don't worship the cross. We worship the Christ who died and raised and was raised from the dead on the cross. We don't worship the manger. We worship the father who came and was born in a manger in this humble state. And I would say that where forgetfulness pulls us away. Let's just remember. Take some time remembering today. My challenge to myself is that I take some time, even as I look at the cheese wall and remember all these beautiful memories with my daughter, that I will look at into the eyes of Christ, maybe with my eyes closed, you know, and focus. God has been really 
I feel this tug to draw me in to just put down this other these other plans, put down these other, you know, what do I have to do? And just spend some time just sitting and remembering how God is so good. Remembering the good things that he's done for us. Remembering the basics, you know, back to the basics of what he's saying. Love, 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 love. Forgiveness, grace. Is there something that's keeping you from that today? You afraid? You feel like you're doing all right, but just kind of in a rut? Kind of complacent? Do you feel like, eh, I'm good right now, I don't need God? Watch out. Are you feeling like just overwhelmed with everything you need to do? I submit to you today, this morning, and always that the antidote is remembrance. Remember God's goodness. Rehearse God's goodness. Remember the good people in your life and thank God for that. Remember the good things in your life. Thank God for that. Remember the horrible things that you've already gone through, but God has brought you through and thank God for that. I bet you that'll help turn things around. Sure helped me sleep last night and I'm going to try to keep going that way today myself. Because you know every day is an adventure of grace. Well, Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your guidance. All throughout history it's shown. And God, um, we should be able to just take you at your word, but sometimes we forget. But God, even just reflecting upon those snapshots of your grace all throughout history, we can see how you've been faithful. And even in our fallen state, we can be confident how you'll continue to be faithful. It's funny how remembrance of the past helps secure our confidence in the future and the God who holds it. Be blessed, God, today by us. I bless others, but may you be blessed by our remembrance. May our remembrance lead us to do other things that glorifies your name, Lord, because you deserve it in your name. Amen. Be blessed, my friends.